0: Hey there! Sit down, make yourself comfortable, and grab a cup of tea. Welcome to the 94th episode of Thea's Tea. Thanks for tuning in! I have an announcement! The 100th episode of Thea's Tea is approaching, and to commemorate it, I want to include you guys. The ones that have come this far with me. That's why the 100th episode special will be a compilation of messages from listeners and previous guests that have shaped the podcast. I would love it for you to contribute your grain of sand, so feel free to send an audio file of however long you like saying whatever you like about Theaz to theazteapodcast at gmail.com, including, if you feel comfortable, of course, your name, age, and where you're from. For instance, you can talk about your favorite episode, what you do while listening to the podcast, your favorite part about it, or your best memories with it. Thank you so much for the support over these nearly 100 episodes, and I can't wait to listen to your messages. Welcome back, everybody. It's me, your host, Thea. What did we think of that episode last week, that fun guest episode? We are back, I'm so excited if you have been like keeping up with my journey like returning to podcasting ever since my little hiatus there i've always said that like a point of struggle for me was the guest episodes and doing q a's on sundays because i didn't want to like scare myself back into podcasting i wanted to take things slow and i didn't want it to overwhelm me to a point where you know it would lead me to like quit again but I finally felt able to do so and I'm excited to continue recording guest episodes for you guys. I felt like it was necessary probably because I was reaching a little bit of a rut where like thinking of a new episode topic each week was kind of hard so I'm really glad that I had like guest episodes are here to like switch things up for me to talk about different things and sort of like enrich the conversation with other people so I'm really glad that I'm back into that. <laughs> For this week's tea talk, I'm drinking some mint tea from the brand Badia, Badia, I'm not quite sure. And I really like it, I have like three tea bags left, (laughs) so that's a little bit concerning because as I said, I'm not gonna purchase more before I leave, I'm just gonna, you know, purchase more tea when I get to France. (laughs) And the mug I'm drinking this in, okay, I was facing a dilemma because the last solo episode I did, episode 92 on traveling... I had a weird thing with that episode where after I was done, I was like thinking about what I had said and I felt like there were a bunch of things that I missed. And even so that episode is pretty long, but I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't mention this. I didn't mention this. And one of my great interrogants was if I mentioned the mug in my tea talk, I don't know if I completely skipped over it. So out of sort of like rage, (laughs) I took out that same mug. Oh my goodness, can you hear that? Today I decided for the first time ever to record with my window open because it's so hot. <laughs> and yeah, I will won- let me know if you hear a lot of background noise, but there was just a dog fight because I live next to a park. This happens all the time. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, oh my gosh, these dogs are not done. Okay, take it outside. Um this mug that has a design of like it's probably one of my favorite mugs. It has like It's ceramic and it has a design of flowers and it looks like they're painted in watercolor and it's just so pretty it's so dainty i love it it's literally chipping on the rim but i think that makes it even more charming i don't know i love i love this mug it's so special to me as for the setup of this episode oh that tea is really good I didn't know if I mentioned it, but I always take my tea with one teaspoon of sugar. I was about to say salt, Um, but yeah, it's really scrumptious. My setup for this episode, okay, it's like the first solo episode I recorded in a while where I'm actually showered. (laughs) It is 3.55 p.m. My room has been messy for like literally the past month, and I'm kind of disappointed in myself because I have a bunch of goals throughout my summer holidays, but I feel like I haven't accomplished any, and I really haven't advanced in very many, but that's just because I've been focusing on living in the present and spending, like, my time here in Medellin that I have left with my loved ones. And so I've been going out a lot and spending, like, running errands with my mom and just doing a bunch of stuff. So I've never really had that much downtime at home for me to, like, say, hmm, what should I do? Oh, let me work on my projects. So yeah, um, one of my big projects is to just, like, deep clean my room because I want to leave it, like, very fresh before I leave for, like, a year. So I want to get rid of a bunch of stuff and organize everything. And every day I'm reminded of the fact that I haven't done that, but I still can't find the strength in me to do so. (laughs) So yeah, it's a little bit sad. But yeah, another thing that's different in this episode is that I'm actually sitting in my desk. I just remember that every episode I record in my bed, it hurts my back so much. So (laughs) um, today I was just like, okay, do yourself a a flavor, clear up your desk a little bit and record the episode there, which is what I decided to do. all right so what do i have to share for this week's life update i've discovered that i'm sort of sectioning this life update nowadays so let me start with my updates on france now it's been a bit more chill in this past few weeks i've mainly been working on like my lists so i have lists of things that i need to pack before i go things that i need to purchase here in colombia things that i need to purchase in france and i've also ma- been making lists of like vocabulary and a french dictionary to help me out a little bit because vocabulary is definitely my week in french because since i haven't been practicing it that much over the past few years vocabulary is something that i'm concerned about so i'm i've been exposing myself to like a lot of media and french to sort of practice and you know get familiar with like new words and expressions I've also made a list of things that i want to participate in my new university just like you know different projects and clubs that i see myself joining so yeah and i've also just been doing a lot of research on the city and the school sort of like understanding how it works the projects it has its vision and all of that and also like the city you know like what to do i also need to look into like the public transport and figure out you know like how i'm gonna you know finance that and move around Also, something very tragic is that I've been planning my going away party, which is going to be very sentimental. I know I'm going to be so drunk and so sad, (laughs) but I feel like legends go away strong and it's really fun because my first big party was my sweet 16 and it was in the living room of my house and since that I've had so many birthday parties there and just so many like random get-togethers and I have like so many memories in that area of my house so that's gonna be my going away party it's gonna be like that it's gonna be similar to how it all started so it's very nostalgic and I also realized something that's a little bit sad and it's that I clearly saw like the hurt stages that i've been that i faced in this time regarding my moving to france so the first thing that i hurt over were my friends and leaving my friends and that's literally like the first thing that came to mind when i read my decision letter and how i sort of got over that was realizing that the friendships that were actually worth it were going to be able to survive this distance a lot of my closest friends were able to survive the pandemic so it's like i know that you know it'll kind of sort serve as a filter for my friends and the people i truly care about i'll be able to maintain contact with and i can even get closer with people through that distance like that happens too and then the next stage was sort of like regarding education And that was when I was seeing, like, everybody I knew, like, signing up for the next semester here at the university I did my first semester in. And it all felt so, like, comfortable and familiar. And even though it's not, like, a world-renowned university, I was like, it's something that I know, you know, and it's a place that I really cherished and that I became, like, really fond of. So it's sad for me to, like, not be a part of it anymore. And so, yeah. And then I realized I'm going to a much better institution that can open, like, many more doors for me and that's set in a place that's much more convenient for my career goals. And then after that came a bit of a crisis regarding my independence, and that was sort of, like, when I was doing, like, all of the errands and, like, the legal stuff and signing up for stuff, uh, like, at a distance. And realizing that i have no skills in cooking and (laughs) so it was just kind of like a reality shock of am i gonna be able to do this am i gonna be able to survive on my own like can i really be an adult can i really deal with all this paperwork and all these things that i need to just like have my own life and then i realized that you know it's a path that shows itself as you advance you know step by step you figure out what you need to do and what comes next and what you need to file and what you need to request and what you need to get done it's like every like so many people have done it so many people have survived adulting (laughs) and these institutions are meant to be built in a way that's friendly for like newcomers and that's like intuitive and easy to understand it's not always like that but you know that's what they're meant to do and there are people out there to help you so i got over that and then another big thing was that my mom made a recipe book she always said she was gonna give us a recipe book when we left the house but she just didn't know that it was gonna be this year because as i've said all of this was really sudden so she literally has been working on it non-stop for the past couple of weeks and she completed it it's a cooking book with 99 of her classic recipes and everything she thinks i need to survive in all like food from all over the world, you know, varying levels of like varying degrees of difficulty. So yeah, you know, she put a lot of thought and work into that and I'm so happy she gave it to me. I looked through it and I'm so excited to be cooking with it in the future. Because now we're literally at T minus less than a month. (laughs) We hit that one month mark a couple of days ago and now it feels really real other than that in the past few days i've been you know watching a lot of how i met your mother and stranger things i'm slowly eating at stranger things because the episodes of the last season are so long <laughs> um but yeah those are the shows that i've been watching i've been running a bunch of errands with my mom you know just tagging along to whatever she has to do and that's pushing me to wake up earlier and i've also i also picked up my sibling at school one day there How unlucky am I? They literally started mowing the lawn, okay? I closed my freaking window, but it's like, wow, literally, why did they need to do everything today? So annoying. Anyways, a really shocking activity that I did in the past week was actually attend one of my friend's dad's funeral. Like, that was insane. Like, those experiences really sort of shake your ground. And it's like, wow, that really could have been me. And it's so sad to see somebody you care about, you know, like in grief and sort of know that there's nothing you can really do to help them other than just sort of be there. But sometimes you feel like even that's not enough. So yeah, it was a really shaking experience that obviously makes you feel like thankful for life and for those who are here and encourages you to spend more time with your loved ones. And of course I'm sending out like all my love and positive vibes to him because I can only imagine what he's going through. We had my sibling's birthday party, which was such fun. I invited like two of my closest friends and it was really sad because I don't know, we were all really sad about me leaving. So we were literally, you know, just all hugging on the dance floor. We took all the shots that night in my honor. And yeah, I was just like really shaking again because every like every social event leaves me drained afterwards because I'm just like, okay, this is one of my last times hanging out with these people for a long time or maybe even ever (laughs) um so yeah it was a very bittersweet night i also have been cooking a little bit more i don't know if i mentioned this last episode um but i tried out my favorite recipe from chef burger which is my favorite restaurant it's these like american fries they call them which are just fries with they have sour cream cheddar cheese bacon tomato and a green thing which i don't know what that is but yeah i've been practicing making those and i also made myself a delicious meal of pasta that was really good with like a tomato sauce that i made myself as well so i'm definitely proud of that in other news i think one of my piercings got infected it's the third one that i have and it's funny because i literally got this piercing like eight months ago i got it with a needle not with a gun So it shouldn't have infected and it healed like fine, but I don't know, you know, like the nightmare of a person with piercings is when like a little ball forms and that's what happened. But I refuse to take my earrings out because I don't want that piercing to close. But I did change out my earrings because those were, I don't know what ma- what material, but it was sketchy. So now I put in gold earrings in all of my piercings and I am literally bathing it in alcohol, hoping it gets better. It does look better now, but there's still like, if I pick at it, there's a lot of blood. So yeah, it's kind of concerning and it's insane because I literally got my tragus like two weeks ago and it healed impeccably. So it's like, why why estan reviendo los muertos why is this like piercing that i got ages ago like just now like acting up it's kind of weird also i got my fourth vaccine for covid they just now like habilitated it in colombia and technically like if you are like below 50 you need a medical excuse like saying why you should get it but since i'm like moving you know it's better for me to have like all my vaccines up to date so that's why i could get it now And that really kicked me hard. Yesterday I was in bed all day and it's also because I'm on my period and I was having like super bad cramps. So literally yesterday I was dead. I watched How I Met Your Mother all day and I slept pretty much all day as well. But now I'm feeling much more in shape. Also something that I wanted to mention was the night of my siblings party. I was talking with a friend and I had applied to like a bunch of schools in the US, the big Ivy Leagues and everything. And I didn't get into any of them. And so I was talking with a friend of mine and he was like, okay, well, what do you prefer? Like genuinely, like, would you rather go to Harvard or the University of Bordeaux, which is the one that I'm gonna be attending this fall. And I know, like, I always thought that when people said, oh, I like the way things worked out, it's just what was best for me out of like a less favorable outcome. I thought people always said that as like a defense mechanism or to sort of like console themselves or make themselves feel better. But that was my answer this day and it, and I actually meant it. I actually prefer the fact that no schools in the US accepted me and that I'm going to be studying in Bordeaux because I love European culture so much more than I love like gringo culture and I'm going to be like closer to my French side of the family and I'm going to be living in a country where I have citizenship which brings like a whole bunch of privileges. And I'm going to be attending an institution where it's practically free for me to study there. And I'm going to, like, get to perfect my French. So I feel like for me, it was such a better option, even though I didn't, like, see that a couple of months ago. So, like, in short, to answer his question, obviously, I would prefer Harvard in terms of prestige. Because it's one of the most, like, prestigious schools in the world. And it's pretty much, like, if you graduate from there, it's like your whole life is complete but in terms of like quality of life, you know, like my personal well-being and happiness and like me becoming the person I want to be in terms of like culture and just like my spirit and my vibes in general, I would, I feel like it's much better for me to be in Europe. So yeah, I can like calmly answer that I'm glad I'm going to Bordeaux and I don't feel like any regrets for not being accepted to the other schools I applied to because I applied to 27 schools <laughs> um, for undergrad. That's a lot. I feel like that's way more than anybody I do know and any YouTube video I have seen so (laughs) I definitely did shoot my shot but I think things work out for you like where they need to work out for you and lastly for my section of my life update I'm going to talk about the movies that I've watched over the past week so I watched Gone Girl oh my gosh that movie is insane it was really good it had me on the edge of my seat the whole time I also watched The Truman Show, which I loved. I loved the whole vibe of it. The plot was really good, and it was really entertaining. I loved it, but I was left with the question, like, imagine if we experienced it just as Truman did. Like, if beforehand we didn't have the knowledge that it was, like, a televised show, if we discovered everything as he did. I feel like that would have been also, like, really interesting, but at the same time, the beginning would have been really boring, because... Nothing would seem like as if it would seem as if nothing was happening, but yeah, you know, I feel like it would have been also really cool if we were Truman and we experienced things as he did. Then I watched Monte Carlo because that day I was feeling particularly down and I didn't want like an intense movie or something that would make me think, <laughs> so I went back to a classic. I don't know why I had the vision in my head that Monte Carlo was from Disney, but it's on Prime in Colombia and I loved it. I also realized that. Leighton, I'm sorry if that's not how you pronounce her name, but the actress of Blair Waldorf is 36. Like, wow, in my mind, she was only a couple years older than me. But yeah, obviously, Monte Carlo is a classic. I don't have too much to add onto that. I also watched Girl Interrupted, which got me in my feels. I didn't cry during the movie, but after that, like after watching, it, I felt really upset. And it's not the first movie that I watched that set in like a psychri- psychiatric hospital. And it's not like i haven't been in contact with psychiatric hospitals in my real life but i don't know it just like got into my fields and it left me feeling really upset afterwards i literally went to sleep and i started crying and i went to sleep with my mom and literally like the only place i've seen winona is in stranger things but my mom has always told me that she was like a really big actress and seeing her like so young was so weird um but yeah, it was it was fun, and obviously Angelina Jolie, I feel like my sibling says it was a really cast, it was a really well cast movie, and they also read the book, um, so they know what they're talking about, <laughs> but yeah, it's just like a classic I felt I needed to watch, and last night I was watching Amelie, but I fell asleep, I've been falling asleep a lot during movies, um. so I have like half an hour left, and that's what I'm gonna do, I think, after I finish recording this episode, and you know, like, putting it together, and posting it on private and everything um but yeah from what i was conscious when watching it i love the vibe like the way it's structured and i don't know if it's just because it's french film or if it's actually because like it's a unique movie but i love the role like the narrator plays you know it's been a while since i watched a movie that was like narrated and i love how they introduce like the likes and dislikes of the characters and also amelie seems just like such a fun like quirky person like in the good way and yeah i just love The way they, you know, like depict the culture. My mom says it's like a very folkloric movie. So yeah, I really love it. (laughs) And yeah, that's pretty much everything I wanted to share over this past week. As I'm in holidays, you know, I feel like there's a lot that I want to share with you guys. But the last week was pretty chill, at least in terms of like social stuff. It's just a bunch of other things that I wanted to share with you. All right, so for this week's episode... I'm gonna be talking all about the power of female role models. Ever since I have been little, role models have been so important for me. I've always had like so many clear role models in my life. And the funny thing is that I've never like admired famous people, I've never had a role model be a famous person. It's always people that I know like in my surroundings because I feel like those are the people you can actually admire because you know them. And you know like who they actually are and you have contact with them. So like you you have something you can base your admirations on. I've always found it a bit silly when people are like their role models are celebrities which they have never met, let alone like actually gotten to know. So yeah, I've had so many role models ever since I was little, and I feel like they are genuinely just my compass in life. I don't live my life asking myself like what would this role model do in this situation? No, but I just feel like they're always there in the back of my mind and they're not guiding my decisions but sometimes i feel like subconsciously maybe i'm like okay if i want to be how this person is then this is probably the decision that i should that i should take subconsciously And honestly, the reason why I love surrounding myself by role role models so much is because I feel like it's refreshing to be surrounded by people you look up to, you know, just in your day-to-day life, you know, if you're feeling like uninspired or you're struggling and then randomly you remember or you're faced with this person that you look up to, it's like a glimpse of hope (laughs) a little sparkle it's like a breath of fresh air because it's like oh my goodness you know right this is where i want to go you know this is what i want to do this is what i want to achieve this is how i want to look and so when you're feeling like really uninspired it's so important to have these people around to just sort of like remind you of how you want to be and all of those things and i'm gonna make a particular emphasis on like female role models in this episode because i feel like there is something so powerful in seeing yourself in the people you admire for instance like having the same gender i feel like it's it aligns so much better and it's like a role model that can feel like more realistic and i don't mean this in the way that like there are things boys can do that girls can't obviously not but i just feel like i identify so much stronger with the women and i feel like more comfortable admiring women you know And I feel like they're more genuine in setting examples and they feel like more natural to follow along. And I would like much, much more happily, you know, follow a woman and admit that I admire a woman than admit that I admire a man. Because I feel like if you tell a man that you admire him, that will go into his ego. But if you admit it to a woman, then she'll genuinely feel like flattered and happy and will help you out. And I just identify myself more with women. So it feels like more, you know, like, yeah, like aligned, like comfortable, like realistic for me to follow the steps of other women. And it's much more inspiring. Like if they did it, then I can do so too easily. And all of this like really feeds back into girl power. And that's like the emphasis that I want to do and that I want to have in this episode. I must add that like in my experience, you know, with, um like female role models and also like making friends with women it's funny because i have to ask myself the question like do you want to be this person or do you want to date this person sometimes it's like i don't know you, you (laughs) you don't know on which side you're on and i remember one time a friend was telling me about something that this guy had told him and he was like i was confused whether Of whether I loved you or felt a profound admiration for you. Wow. (laughs) But yeah, you know, all of this goes to show that sometimes I need to like pinch myself and see if I like this person or if I just see them as a role model. Especially since they're like, you know, people around you and it's not like a celebrity. But in all of the cases that I'm sharing today, because I have undergone like a serious process of like introspection and reflection, I can say that these are purely um like role models and just people that i admire some of them are my friends but it is you know just like that really genuine sense of admiration and not like girl crushes (laughs) i do have girl crushes but these are not one of them and sort of continuing on what i was saying before ever since i was little i can just remember like looking up to people for instance you know when i was in like school like In primary, I would look up to the girls in secondary and always, you know, just like admire them and sort of idealize them. And now that's shifted, you know, that I'm in college, you know, looking up to people that are a couple of semesters ahead um, or people even like my own age or on my own level per se, whose style I admire or, you know, particular people that I really admire, how they carry themselves and project themselves into the world. So that's kind of like the transformation that my role models have undergone. And so I just wanted to make like an episode to really commemorate them and appreciate them and the impact that they've had on my life. And just sort of talk to you guys about why I feel having your role models clear in life can really help you. So today I'm going to be talking first about like the types of role models that I have in my life. And then talking about like the fine line with jealousy, you know, and really understanding the difference between like these, like having somebody you admire versus being jealous of someone. And then finally, I'm gonna be talking about how you in your own life can find and adapt the role models that you have. So let's get started. All right, so let's begin with the types of role models. I have three for today. The first is academic slash professional. The second is people that, like, have their life together or seem really, like, knowledgeable or woke. And the third is style. So first, let's talk about the academics or the professionals. Um, so there was this girl that graduated from my same high school and was studying in the same university that I was in last semester. Her name is Sarah. Yes. In this episode, I will be revealing names because I feel like it's a very positive cause. <laughs> And I always viewed Zara as like an older sister because we were involved in a lot of the same activities, you know, in the same robotics team, in the same like volunteer group, in the same school and then college. So I always felt like I was kind of like following her steps. And that led me to naturally look up to her because she's like three years older than me. And, you know, we like, I naturally chose all all the same activities as she did in the past. So now I just kind of like look up to her and I'm like, okay well maybe we'll like take similar choices again in the future and she's such a grounded person she she radiates like so much peace like spending time with her i always felt like so at peace we also have like very similar taste in shows so i just felt like very comfortable with her and I admired like the maturity with which she took like all of her decisions in life and it's funny because like now I feel like our paths maybe will be a little bit different because we're in like different career fields and we have different career career goals and all of that but even so I just like admire her and I feel like in the sense that she's like a role model to me it doesn't matter that she's in a different field because I can sometimes take the things that she's done in her field and translate them to my field, if that makes sense. But what I really do admire from her is like her worth, work ethic, the type of initiatives she chooses to be a part of and just sort of like how she handles her life in general. So yeah, I guess there really is just something about admiring someone who's a few steps ahead of you and I just feel like really validated by her. It's not like I chase this validation. I feel like I sort of already have it in like a genuine way and it just encourages me to continue, you know, like looking up to her and learning from her. And the other person I have in this category was somebody that was in my field and that was studying physics like me and we didn't even like become that close. It was sort of just like I admired her more from afar. Her name is Susana, and again like this is different because she is in my field and you know she was just like so smart and so passionate and just like had a good relationship with her teachers but was also just like a really like real student and that's what she would like talk to me about like she would be transparent about her struggles and just like you know really open about like the student community and everything and she was so passionate and so excited about what she learned so I immediately you know felt like she was a role model and also because in a in alliance with sort of that like academic success she was super authentic and she had like such a clear style and you know she had like a most amazing outfits. and i'm not putting her in the style category because she's not exactly like a style icon to me but i just love how like how much effort she would put into her day-to-day outfits and how she would always go the extra mile and wear like all of these statement pieces and just have like such well-constructed outfits i just really love like the person she was and she is i guess (laughs) and i just want like other people to view me the way i viewed her because she had such a strong presence both academically but also like with her style the next category is people who have their life together or are knowledgeable or are woke. So, the person that, like, I have two people here, <laughs> but the first one is Isa. And she is a person who always is spitting a bunch of fun facts, like th- the most random things, like anything that comes up in conversation. She always has like a fun fact about it. And I just love people like that. I aspire. That has been like my goal for the past, I'd say, like eight years, honestly being able to know so much about everything and that has shaped greatly like the type of content that i consume the types of podcasts youtube channels and shows i want to be like that person so she reflects a a goal a personal aspiration that i've had for such a long time and it's again like so gratifying to be around somebody that constantly reminds you of like what you want to be and she's also just like so woke um the fact like you know how there are like these people in gen z that are woke and it's like a different definition of woke like they know so much about like you know racism and homophobia and ways you know like these practices have been normalized in society and they're really like aware about that and they point that out when they see it happening and they just don't let these types of comments slide so i really admire that about her and she's also just like a curious person and even though she's always like answering questions that you didn't even know you had she's also posing questions to us and i don't know i feel like it's a really like enriching environment the other person that i have in this category is malu which is another person that i sort of like admire from afar i'm in her like close friends on instagram like her private instagram and i watch all of her stories religiously but we're not like that close in terms of interaction and what she really reflects is something that like i guess with all of these people they embody something different that i feel like i've been chasing for years and in malu's case it is such a sense of organization like i feel like she is a person i know that has her life like most put together it seems like she spends hours on end like organizing her physical and her digital space and just like her mind and the things that she's excited about in life like everything to her seems so organized and neat and put together and let me like elaborate she's really a person that just seems like motivated in life for like even the smallest of things. so she is moving to montreal in the fall to like start school and she's literally like what has inspired me to do the research of the city i'm moving to in this way because she literally um like on good notes made a notebook about the city she's moving to and just like the school and everything and like she literally hand wrote everything she was like okay these are the things that are nearby these are the things i want to do in the city you know these are the classes i'm going to be taking and she just literally compiled all of it into like this cutest to the cutest notebook and she would like decorate it and she would put in images and all of this digitally obviously like on good notes but i was just like wow this is adorable i want to be this excited about things and put this much effort into preparing for things like i like my words can't explain like how well done this task was and she also uses notion honestly my respect for people who use notion i hate notion but i really admire everybody who does use notion and she literally has like pinterest boards within pinterest boards and listen there are two types of people on this world people who do that and people who don't and so she has like an entire one about um like her new life and so she has some about like the city she's living in Uh, Like places she wants to go, how she wants to decorate her room, like all of that. And it's just like, wow, like this girl definitely went the extra mile and definitely like structured everything like super duper well. Side note, I just remembered like this is really reminding me of the conversation that I had in last week's guest episode about just like doing everything really well. So if you want to listen to that, again it'll be linked in the show notes it's the guest episode that i was talking about at the beginning but yeah in malu's case just like what i really admire from her is that she's super organized and passionate about the little things and prepares for them in a very special way the last type of role model that i want to include is regarding style so my example for this is Hothi's, and i just feel like she has such a good fashion taste and accessory taste like literally anything she does or wears like i am hopping onto that trend because she just has like the most unique original pieces for instance in terms of like jewelry especially like earrings and rings i feel like she just has the most interesting pieces and also her glasses are really unique and funky and just also like her purses you know the way she styles herself in general is just like a really unique sense that i haven't seen anybody else do not like in my circle or not famous people it's just so unique and I ask myself like where do you find these things I feel like they're so cool and so yeah I'm always like meticulously scanning her like not in a weird way but just like looking for like little details of things that are like so cool and different the way I want to put it is that she just has like a sense for unique things like literally I feel like she's very authentic in her style and the way she projects herself And also something that I've noticed is, like, her Instagram stories. I don't know what it is about them, but they feel, like, so casual, but at the same time, like, so intriguing. And, you know, like, if she's posting, like, scenery from a place that she's traveling to, she does it in such a, like, candid way, I feel is a word. And the songs she puts over them are, like, super cool. So, yeah, I just really admire, kind of, like, the artistic eye she has. I think that's the best way to put it. So yeah, nothing but admiration towards these women. I really wanted to like place a name to each one to just kind of like be able to draw back to them the specific things that I admire. And these are the types of people that I admire in my own life because they're kind of like the priorities that I have. But in your own life, your types of role models can be very different and they can also fluctuate like the categories can fluctuate throughout your life. These are just mine right now. Now let's talk about the fine line to jealousy. So when I was thinking, like when I was playing this episode, I had an honest question with myself. And to be honest with you guys, sometimes I have felt jealous of these girls. But overall, I feel like it's a very genuine like sense of admiration in the sense where it's like, I don't want to steal their identity. Sometimes I do feel jealous because it's like, oh, I wish I had this achievement or I wish I had this thing. But overall, I feel like it's, sort of something that nurtures me and enriches me in the sense that it's like reminding me of what i want to be yeah and as i said at the beginning i feel like this is really important to just always have some like north star insight you know always have it even if it's like in the back burner or even like in the background i guess always have something or someone reminding you of your goals so yeah, most of the time it's like a genuine sense of admiration, but of course, sometimes it's inevitable to feel jealousy. Nonetheless, I feel like everybody should have this level of clarity regarding um, like their role models, because it's important to sort of always be reminding yourself of what you want to achieve or who you want to be. And as I said, it can be, it can serve you kind of like as a North Star. And even though like the people you're admiring are also humans themselves, they can also, you know, make mistakes and we shouldn't idealize these people. I feel like it's important to have them around and to just sort of like, remember what you appreciate about them. And on that same line, I feel like it's especially important for the fact, like, I feel like the fact that they're human is especially important and we shouldn't view it as like, oh, you know, admire these people despite their humanity it should be like admire these people because of their humanity having like real people as your role models is so important because they're gonna make mistakes and you should have people that you look up to that make mistakes because you'll make mistakes as well so reminding yourself that even the people you look up to the most make mistakes will sort of like allow you to be less hard on yourself as opposed to admiring a fictional character that is entirely like scripted out or a celebrity that has only a part of their life sort of filtered to you and i feel like what really sets the line in terms of this jealousy is that i don't intend to copy them or to steal their identity or to become them no I do sort of think of like taking inspiration from them instead you know seeing what i like in them and adopting it in my own life of course with my own twist in my own authentic way but of course like there is something to be said about copying and i don't want you to you know fixate on your role models and try to copy like their every move that's not what i mean at all and that's especially why i said it's important to have like role models in fields that are different to yours because Like, you won't even have the temptation to copy them because what you're doing is so different. But at the same time, it forces you to look at what they're doing and sort of translate that and put in the mental effort to think, okay, what does this look like in my field? And I don't only mean this in, like, academic fields. You know, fields can be just like... So it's important to always admire people that are sort of, like, down different paths than... Sort of force yourself to, if you really admire them... And if you want to take inspiration from them, it'll force you to think of a way that you can do it slightly differently. So yeah, I think you definitely need to allow yourself to have role models on different ladders. I don't remember where I heard this term, but I think it was on How I Met Your Mother, I think. When they were like, I think it was Marshall who said, it's better to be at the bottom of a ladder you want to climb than halfway up a ladder you don't want to climb. And I feel like that is so important just like a side note because this is a metaphor because um you can't switch from one ladder to another while you're already on top if you want to be at any position on a determined ladder you need to start at the bottom so yeah you know continuing with this idea of like the ladders you can have role models that are on entirely different ladders and just sort of like use that as inspiration i think something that i always come back to in terms of like this admiration thing is this like you know role model thing is sometimes you admire them from afar i feel like many of those people on that list i admire from afar like i haven't told them that they are in my role model list (laughs) and i think that's healthy and i think it's genuine because it's sort of something that is like with you and yourself you know so yeah i really feel like i'm not crossing the line on jealousy because it's not exactly that I want to be these people, um, which would lead me to like copy them exhaustively and to imitate them all the time and all of that. Instead, I appreciate who I am and I appreciate like my own authenticity on a really profound level, which is like you don't even have to argue with yourself. You're just like so clear on the fact that you love yourself, you accept yourself, you think you're cool, you think you're awesome. Even if you have academic and professional role models you know that you are academically and professionally like successful even where you are and that doesn't mean like being a doctor it means like even in your own level you know that you're doing things well it also means that if you are if you admire people that have their life together or knowledgeable or are woke you know that you're already sufficiently Like, you have your life together enough, you're sufficiently knowledgeable and you're sufficiently woke. And if you admire people for their style, you know that you're sufficiently stylish yourself. But having role models in these ambits allows you to enrich in and sort of enhance those aspects of yourself. That's really my point. Having role models allows you and shows you how to enhance yourself. It's really just going back to the basic. I feel like the purpose your role models serve you is showing you where you want to go and how to get there because as i said they're like real life people that have led real trajectories and usually your role models are maybe a couple of steps ahead so if you are admiring them for the position they're actual they're like currently at then you can just trace their steps backwards a little bit until they align with where you are now and follow that path as i said it's not copying word for word but it's just sort of like taking guidance And i remember that's what i did with my career goals i want to work in the united nations office for outer space affairs and so i looked at the current like director and i was like okay yeah that's what i want to be doing and then i traced her steps backwards and i was like okay in university she studied this you know it's just kind of like doing that exercise after all of this one might be asking themselves okay so how do i find and adapt my role models I wanted to address this question because I feel like the episode would be incomplete without me doing so, but honestly, I feel like it's a quite natural and intuitive process. As you grow and evolve so will your role models, without you even noticing, you know, I look back on when I was younger, one of my role models was this girl that was my dad's boss's daughter and that was like a couple of years ahead of me in my school and she would sometimes babysit us. And i mean like now we've like drifted apart and we're not really in each other's lives and so i mean i guess she still kind of is a role model of mine but she's obviously not like in that front line and i couldn't tell you like i couldn't pinpoint an exact moment where i considered she stopped being my role model and all of this goes to show that it's a process that like naturally evolves with you you don't even really have to like force it And what i want to say to you is that you probably already have role models in your life but if you don't think you do then i guess what you have to do is sort of like name them and recognize them how do you know if a person is your role model it's basically a person that you admire and it can be for so many different reasons going back to my examples i admire all of them for like different reasons but the important thing is that you admire them so a role model for you can be a person that you admire and that you look up to it's literally as simple as that i feel like that's all it takes for somebody to be your role model so if they fit that definition then you can consider them your role model and it's so important for you to name them and for you to have them clear and if possible keep them close in your life because they will sort of like unconsciously or indirectly be reminding you of who you want to be having role models in your life is a great way to get down the path you want to be in a passive way like literally just by them being there in your life, like in the background, it can literally be simply through Instagram stories, but just having them there and constantly being like reminded of their existence and seeing what they're doing and seeing the steps um, that they're taking, it will sort of implicitly be adopted in your life. And maybe you can like even implicitly follow those steps afterward, just because they were presented to you in the first place and now you're aware of them. I feel like it's so powerful you know, just like knowing what a person you admire is doing and then sort of like knowing that's an option and that's a possible path, like even just that is so powerful and it's that role models are serving their purpose. So yeah, continuing on, you know, role models, another way that you can learn that you have, uh, another way that you can know you have a role model is noticing that you want to pick up small things from them, you know, and some examples of this can be like their perspectives on life certain mannerisms or like ways they express themselves or like maybe specific words they use or the ways they do things or sort of like go about life um and you know the way they go about life it can be in a certain area or it can just be in general or it can even be like material things i also wanted to go back to say that during this whole episode i placed you know a particular emphasis on women maybe kind of indirectly because i wasn't constantly going back to this but i was always talking about my women role models and the reason behind that is because i feel like in my case because i am a woman there's a special level of relatability when a role model is a woman and it's what people always say about like you know in the media little kids need to have people that they identify with and you know that goes you know with people of color of different sexualities and all of that you know that's like an ongoing argument and sort of like what as audiences you know we're pushing um producers to include i feel like it's the same with this having role models that i can see myself in and for me that means them being women allows me to connect like even further with them and just to relate more with them you know just because somebody is a woman that already gives you like so many things in common so many similar struggles that you're gonna face and you know similar prejudices and all of that so it's really important for me to have like successful or admirable women in my mind for me to look up to i just feel like i can connect so much more with a role model if they are the same gender as me and sometimes you know these like role models can be as simple as admiring them from afar i feel like that also gets the purpose done you don't need to be like best friends just sort of knowing what somebody is doing or like honestly all you need is that thing you admire from them and if that can be provided from afar then they can perfectly be your role model from afar you don't need to know everything about this person's life and so that could lead you to say okay then why can't i admire celebrities you can (laughs) of course you can i'm not telling you what you can or can't do but i just feel like even like knowing somebody that you're not that close to is much more powerful because you know they're like a real human being a real person they have faults and it's not as idealized as celebrities can be so i just wanted to make that distinction there to wrap up this episode what did we talk about I talked about my types and sort of categories of role models which are the academic and professional realm the knowledgeable and people who li- have their lives put together realm and the style realm those are the three like areas in which i have pinpointed like specific role models in my life at the moment and i have them very clear i can name them and i can say like specifically what i admire from each of those people then i made a huge distinction and it was with a fine line of jealousy. i basically reached the conclusion that sometimes i can feel jealous about these people like you can with anybody On the planet but I feel like this isn't too out of hand because I don't want to be them literally I appreciate myself for who I am and I take in admiring these people because there are little things that I can adopt from them and that can sort of enhance me and enrich me more and since I don't want to be them then that won't lead me to exhaustively copying them all the time which is what I would feel would be an indicator of maybe like an unhealthy link of admiration And lastly, I talked about finding and adapting your role models. So I listed a bunch of traits that can make a person be your role model. And I also said that maybe you already have role models in your life, you just don't know it. And it's really important to name them because that way you can have them more present in your life. And just by knowing that, you know, you admire them, it can take you so far. It's like what I was talking in last week's episode about what laura showed us about goals just knowing your goals and remembering them will take you so far because you have them present as opposed to simply forgetting about them so having your role models and literally having like a clear list of them is so important because if you know who they are then you're you'll constantly like be reminded of them and of the path they're going so that can push you to do that same thing as well and to adopt whatever it is you want to take from them your female role models And as for adapting your role models as you shift, I explained this as quite a natural process that you don't even need to force. And there isn't a day where you'll, like, be, this is the last day I'm admiring this person. It just sort of happens naturally, and you need to, like, ride that wave and just know that maybe you'll meet new people and you'll, like tend to admire them and then sometimes like the oldest people on the list will see their ways out (laughs) but all of this to say that it's quite a natural process that you shouldn't like be forcing it just follows you along like parallel to the evolution of your own personality Before I sign off, I just want to say that the next episode will be a Q&A, so make sure to follow me on the podcast Instagram at Delsie Podcast, because that is where I collect questions. Anyways, to close off this episode, I'm going to leave you a recommendation, which is another show that I didn't mention at the beginning of the episode when I said the shows I was watching, because I wanted to talk more about it now. And to be completely honest with you, I've only watched the first 30 minutes of the first episode, but it was right up my alley, so I felt like i had enough to share it with you guys and it is called alba on netflix it's a spanish show it's spelled a l b a that was released in 2021 my mom and i love spanish shows they are just so good the spanish are really good at making shows another one of our favorites is what was it called huh wait oh yeah i remembered it's called el desorden que dejas but yeah, this show, I believe it's like mystery-ish, but it's about a girl who's on holiday with like her new boyfriend, and like at the beginning of the show you realize that she was actually se- sexually assaulted. So if it's a delicate topic for you guys, the trigger warning is out there. It is, it does like talk about that type of, you know, thing. And she was like drugged at a party. So from what I watched so far, it's just like You know showing that and like narrating that so i don't know like what course the show will take after that if it will go into like her trying to remember who did it or you know sort of like what will happen i don't know like the course of events after this but it does have like that hook (laughs) and yeah you know overall like the color palette is so nice it's literally right by the beach so it's like i just love that vibe and yeah, you know, you can tell that it's really going to be like having you on the edge of your seat. It seems really interesting. So I am here to recommend it to you guys for this week. Well, that's about it for this episode. I would like to clarify that I am not a specialist. Everything I share is based off of my experience and what I've learned. Don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram at the ST Podcast. I'm very active on there. It's a visually aesthetic platform built with interactive spaces for us. Please tag me on your stories and send me pics listening with your tea. Also, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe. (laughs) Whatever your platform lets you do, it would help me out a lot. Because reviews are the only way I can start growing, getting recommended to new people, and being included in rankings. Plus, I read reviews on here, so if you want to be featured, go on right ahead. Please spread this episode with any friends or family you think will like it. I would love it for you to share your thoughts on this podcast. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor or through my email, thestpodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out for business inquiries and set up sponsorships through there as well. Make sure to check out the show notes. There's a bunch of fun stuff listed down there alongside with links to everything I mentioned here today. Remember. You can join me every Thursday for a new episode, including the last one of every month with the guest, and an additional bonus monthly Q&A. Thank you for your time, and for joining me in my little corner of the internet. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in, have a beautiful week and a wonderful existence.